Rapid City Business Journal, a weekly show from Home Slice Audio, focusing on the business topics inside of the Black Hills in partnership with Elevate Rapid City and Home Slice Audio. Hosted by Leslie Lane and Shiloh Francis. Welcome to Rapid City Business Journal. Welcome back to Rapid City Business Journal. I'm your host, Shiloh Francis, joined with the lovely Leslie Klein. Hey, Shiloh. Hey, Leslie. Lots to talk about today. Yes, another great week. Absolutely. Today we'll be bringing in another fresh face for everyone to meet. We'll be chatting a little bit about nomination season as well as the promised and very anticipated recap of Rapid City Day at the Capitol. But before we get to all of that, let's jump right into our indicators. Today's indicator, 13.7. And joining us today is the one and only President and CEO of Elevate Rapid City, Tom Johnson. And now, The Indicator. Hi, Tom. How are you? Why are we talking about 13.7 today? 13.7 is the exact percentage that the wages have gone up in the last 12 months. So if you're working in Rapid City, your wages have probably gone up somewhere between 7 and 20%, and the average is 13.69 or 13.7. The reason this matters is if you look at all of the housing costs that we've been seeing over the last two to three years, uh, you'll go everywhere in town, housing's too expensive, housing's too expensive, housing's too expensive. We agree, housing is too expensive. If you look, for example, in the 57701 zip code, the average median list price right now is $329,000. That's too high. The good news, though, is wages have gone up much higher than housing costs. That's a good thing. The last two or three years, we've seen the exact opposite. Housing costs have gone up at double wages. Now we're starting to see a normalization and wages are starting to go up higher than the cost of housing, which is a good thing. That means people who are working can now suddenly afford housing better than they did 12 months ago. Not perfect, because we know that it's not perfect and it's not gonna be perfect for a little while, uh, if ever, but it's better than it was last year. Tom, I know you mentioned that if you're working, you're in a good spot and everything else. I think another interest, positive thing that we have started to see in our industry is also an increase in labor force participation rate. I know that a lot of times unemployment rate is what's getting the headline around here, and that feels a little bit scary. Why is it that Elevate has been trying to promote and talk more about labor participation rate? Can you maybe help us better understand what that is and what that means? Yeah, South Dakota has one of the lowest unemployment rates in the country. If you have a pulse and you can get to a job, you have a job. So if you're looking and you're breathing, you can find a job. Labor force participation is a little bit different. It's anybody 16 and older who is in the labor force working right now. So in towns like ours where we have a larger percentage of seniors, that can be a little challenging because they may choose to not be in the labor force. And so you want that rate to be as high as possible. For example, uh, in Sioux Falls, I think their labor force participation rate is about 74. They don't have as big of a retiree population as us. Ours is about 67, uh, 67 and a half. And so it's, it's less. But the good news is it's, it's gone up too. Since post-COVID, when it was around 62, uh, it's up to 67. So we're seeing more and more women who had to go find childcare enter the workforce. We're seeing more seniors that were maybe taking early retirement coming back into the workforce. That's a good thing too, uh, especially in our healthcare sector, which is the one that really drives our economy. I think the two biggest 
industries in our economy right now. Uh, it used to be ag and tourism back in the old days, and when I say the old days, we're talking 1880. Uh, it's not true anymore. Our, our biggest GDP contributors are healthcare and the military, and so we're seeing those ramp up now, and so we're seeing more people come into the labor force in those industries, and that's one of the reasons you're seeing wages also tied to that. So these are positive things. Again, not perfect, but they're definitely positive stuff. So we talked about the rate of housing. Tom, I know, uh, inflation and a potential recession, those are kind of two big scary words that kind of keep hitting the national headlines as well. What is that looking like in our region right now? Is inflation something that we need to be worried about? How's that affecting our current economy? You know, in the last couple of days, we've seen some numbers nationally, and they're still hovering in the upper threes, mid threes. So that's giving pause, I, I think, in terms of, of what the feds are going to do. Elevate for the last three months have been begging the feds to, to lower the interest rate, to start cutting rates, because we want to hit that soft landing. I'm, I'm scared that if they don't do that, we're going to continue, uh, we're going we're gonna to have a hard landing in terms of seeing uh, some weakness in the economy. So I think the Fed needs, needs to aggressively cut interest rates in, in the next meeting and announce that they're going to do that so we can start to see interest rates come down, people can afford more, more of a house, people start spending the economy. I think inflation is between you know, three and three and a half. I think we're in a place where it's good enough right now for them to be uh, cutting interest rates. The reason they're not, of course, is they're scared that inflation may stick around for a little longer. So if they hold interest rates high, the thinking is they can drive inflation down into the twos. It was in the twos last month. That's still around 3.4 for the Rapid City area, inflation year over year. But I, I think I'd rather see them cut interest rates right now uh, than, than not, because I'm afraid that there could be a softening if, if we don't. So yes, inflation's still with us. But if you look at the, the times uh, we, that we've been through, when we had inflation at 9, 12, 13% during you know, peak COVID, we're, we're back down to a normal inflation rate uh, that we traditionally see, which is you know, 2 to 4%. So we're in that range right now where we're normalized. So these suckers need to start cutting interest rates or uh, we're not going to see you know, young kids buying cars or buying groceries. So we need to get, we need to get that rate back down. Bringing it back to our indicator of 13.7, Tom, is the growth that we're seeing in wages enough to offset that fear that we're seeing with the inflation rate? Yeah, I think so. You know, old band that I love, Poison, said, you know, every rose has its thorn, right? So there is something in there where, yes, there's always going to be in any rose, there's, there's a thorn where you can cut yourself. And so, yes, there's this balancing act. If you go too far, Inflation's too high. You've you've got to hold rates high. But if if you cut a little bit, inflation should still come down. At least that's what they're thinking, and we should see spending in the economy again. So, it, it's hard to know, right? I mean, every economist is an expert, and all economists are wrong. And so I I, I know that I will, will both not be an expert and I will be wrong in 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 this prediction. But I I think it's pretty safe to 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 say we need to start cutting rates. Uh, you're you know, go try to buy a house right now and see what mortgage rates are. They're still too high. Go get a loan for a car right now. Loans, are, loan rates are still too high. Commercial loans are too high. All the the loan costs right now are are too high. We need to see some rate cuts, uh, and so so we can get the economy con into that soft landing where we we all want it to be. Otherwise, we're going to experience the next six to nine months. It's it's going to be a little bumpy. 
Uh, Speaking of economists being right, being wrong, hearing more of you on March 7th, if you're wanting to hear even more about the economic indicators and what this looks like on both a local, national, and workforce issue, I would encourage you to head to elevaterapidcity.com slash events and register for the upcoming economic summit. This half-day event is going to include not only networking opportunities, but the chance to hear from local experts like Tom Johnson, again, as well as national experts. Tom, is there anything that we didn't ask you that you'd want to share about the latest economic indicators report? No, I would just encourage folks to to shop local. I know it's enticing to drive somewhere else and buy something or do something, but when you spend your money local with the radio station or with a local merchant, that money revolves through the economy six or seven times. It increases the size of our economy. It allows more families to to afford things and, and more goods and services to stay in this community. It allows our small business community to be healthy, and I I just can't say enough how important it is to really see if you can find what you're looking for locally in this market. Thank you so much, Tom. We are going to take a short break. When we come back, we will have more Rapid City Business Journal coming up, including our Fresh Faces interview, Rapid City Day at the Capitol, and it's nomination season here in Rapid City. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Keep in touch with Elevate and Home Slice Audio with Rapid City Business Journal. Rapid City Business Journal is a weekly show and a daily business news website, rapidcitybusinessjournal.com. Send your news tips, press releases, promotions, and business news to rapidcitybusinessjournal.com. 50% of all Google searches are done in hopes of finding local results at that very moment. So if you're a restaurant and your customers type in places to eat, Will they find you, or will they find your competition down the street? Rapid Digital Solutions has the experts to connect you with your customer today. You run your business, we'll find your customers. Visit RapidDigitalSolutions.com or call 605-343-6161. That's Rapid Digital Solutions, your local digital advertising experts. Hi, I'm Mark Houston, the host of Doc Talk with Monument Health. So endometriosis is a gynecologic condition where the lining of the uterus, which is what's called the endometrium, that same type of tissue implants in other places in your abdomen. This is always kind of a weird way to phrase it too, but I I think of like a human diet. And so I don't mean eating humans, please don't eat humans, (laughs) but like every animal in the world has its diet, right? So if you cut yourself and if you didn't clot, you would bleed out. Doc Talk from Monument Health, wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back to Rapid City Business Journal, hosted by Leslie Lane and Shiloh Francis. Welcome back to Rapid City Business Journal. I'm Shiloh Francis, joined with Leslie Klein. If you've already had a chance to pick up the February issue of Elevate Magazine, then you know that we've been introducing you to some fresh faces of the Black Hills. But we wanted to take it from the pages to talk to the person directly. And this week, we had a chance to sit down with Caitlin Flowers Velasquez, a tech analyst from Black Hills Energy. Caitlin recently relocated here from Phoenix, Arizona. And I am Murdoch sitting in for Leslie and Shiloh so I can do this interview, which I'm pretty excited to do. This issue of Elevate Rapid City has been all about our fresh faces. These are people that have moved to the hills and given the Black Hills the place that are come and work and raise a family and all of that. And uh, Caitlin, how do I say your name? Caitlin Flowers Velasquez. Caitlin Flowers Velasquez. Yeah. With us is Caitlin Flowers Velasquez, who is one of the fresh faces. Welcome to Rapid City Business Journal. 
Thank you. So where did you move from? So we moved from Sioux Falls. So ah. we lived in Sioux. Yeah, we lived there about five years, and then, yeah, we had to head to Rapid. <laughs> so what brought you to the hills? How did you become such a fresh face here in Rapid City? Yes, yeah, so uh, actually a job offer um, from Black Hills Energy brought us over. So have you... Um, did is did, did you is let me tell me how to ask this is it you and your family how tell me who all moved out yep just me and my husband and then we have two dogs and a cat <laughs> you and the husband and two dogs and a cat pack up the station wagon and and move out west and you know it's it's been a long story tradition of the fun things we have out in the hills that maybe sioux falls doesn't but what really brought you out here what was it so it rapid city is definitely a beautiful city. I mean, there are so many outdoor activities that you can do here that I think just Sioux Falls doesn't have the same kind of environment. Um, like, for instance, it's fun when family visits to take them to Mount Rushmore and see all the tourist destinations, you know, that giant candy store and everything. But it's really just nice to be able to drive around and there's trees and hiking trails. And so we're really excited to hit a summer here for sure. Have you, so the next summer will be your first tourist summer? Yes, yes, I know. I keep hearing that there's going to be a little bit more traffic. Or just from time <laughs> to time and then maybe uh, some biker traffic in August. Yes, I actually was supposed to come out here um, during the last Sturgis biker rally, but uh, like I got moved a little bit, so I missed out on that one. <laughs> so what would be your advice for people who are considering, you know, some of the people that might be listening to Rapid City Business Journal might be not from Rapid City and they're thinking about Rapid City. What would you say to young people who are looking to come out west or maybe come up north, wherever we would be from them? Well, I would definitely recommend that you get out and explore the city because a lot of people have an assumption that a small city doesn't have a lot of things going on. But we've already attended, you know, multiple multiple brewery events. You know, we've done um, we've made peanut butter from the the, the group that. Uh, oh, yeah. The Nerdy Nuts own, folks. Yeah. Nerdy Nuts to create your own peanut butter. You know, we've been to uh, the movie theater as a group and saw a bunch of movies. I mean, we've gone hiking on a bunch of different trails. You know, we have a dinosaur museum that <laughs> you can visit. Like there's plenty of opportunity to look around and, and do things. It's definitely like my husband stated in the article, like it's a small town with big town vibes. Like there's tons of things to do if you just, you know, get on social media and look at what events are happening that weekend and you show up and everyone's more than happy to have you there. And yeah, you get to just meet new friends and try new things. That's what we like to do. So um, my second thing is definitely the food. There's a lot of different food choices to go and we're huge foodies. So, you know, we're always looking for new places to eat. And so just going out and exploring the different cuisine is really fun too. Her name is Caitlin Flowers Velasquez. She is one of the fresh faces. Please welcome her. Um, of not only on behalf of Rapid City Business Journal, but just a welcome to the hills. And thank you for uh, moving on out here. We're, we, we love all the fresh faces. Up to 12 people uh, are moving out to the Black Hills a day on, on certain days, right? And so you are, you are a welcome bunch, and, and we're glad you're adding to our community. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. That was Caitlin Flowers Velasquez from Black Hills Energy, a young professional that just moved here to the Black Hills. Speaking of young professionals, the deadline is quickly approaching for the 40 under 40 nominations. Shiloh, what am I talking about? 
Rapid City Business Journal is currently accepting nominations for the 40 under 40 in the Black Hills. And we, what, who we are looking for are those people who are giving back to our community and making a difference in their career or industry. Really, the only requirement is that you be under the age of 40. But the deadline is quickly approaching, as you mentioned. February 28th is the last day to nominate a 40 under 40. Speaking of nominations, it's just award season coming up, period. We also have the Elevate Business Awards coming up. That is right. On Monday, February 26th, the nomination window opens for the Rapid City Business Awards. More than 10 businesses and individuals are going to be recognized at the awards night on June 11th. So what we want to hear from is who are the incredible businesses of our community It ranges from small business of the year, large business of the year, and even best place for young professionals to work. What do you think, Leslie? You're going to be nominating Home Slice? Every day. That's what I wake up and want to do. Yes. Home Slice is a fantastic example, but there are so many more in the Black Hills. I know attending and emceeing the event last year, um, getting to see these small businesses have the spotlight and be recognized for their hard work and growth is really cool. It's really fun to have this opportunity to really celebrate the business community. I think we've talked about it before where we have this Midwest humble where we don't want to brag about ourselves. And one thing we love is being able to say uh, someone else thought that you were really great. And that's one thing that Elevate loves about doing the nomination process is it kind of takes this pressure off to tell someone else how great you are. And so it really is kind of that crowdsourced organic reach out of which business do you think is doing great things? Fantastic. And just to recap, the deadline for 40 under 40 nominations, which you can go to rapidcitybusinessjournal.com, that is February 28th. But on the 26th, the nominations for the business awards open up. Absolutely. And you can find that at elevaterapidcity.com. I'm sure we'll give a little plug over on the business journal site as well. Just a couple times. You know, Shiloh, you mentioned that Midwest humble kind of thing. And I feel like Rapid City is breaking out of its shell quite a bit. And last week, over 40 local businesses made their way over to Pier for Rapid City Day at the Capitol. We didn't get quite the entire scope of what happened last week. To help us, we have an interview with Andy Bartling, who is a member of the Public Policy Committee, to tell us about what went down. Welcome back to Rapid City Business Journal. And joining me right now is Andy Bartling. Andy, how are you? I'm doing well. And Andy, last week you were able to join us for our Rapid City Day at the Capitol. Uh, and you were also a member of the Elevate Rapid City Public Policy Committee. Policy's kind of flowing in your blood. So maybe this was a natural event for you to attend. What happened? What was the event? Well, uh, so, so the event was a bunch of us loaded up in a bus and headed to Pier, uh, which was really nice. Elevate had it all coordinated and lined up. And uh, when we got there in the morning, the uh, legislators are in committees. And so we had a choice to go to various committee hearings. And there was a variety of bills. So we got to go sit in on the committees, kind of see the nitty gritty uh, details of how it works in peer. Uh, Then there was some kind of networking time. We had our picture taken with the governor. And uh, then we got to watch the um, Senate and House go into session in the afternoon and get to see 
you know, kind of the finished product. In the morning, we got to see uh, the committee work that is done and uh, those bills that made it out of committee uh, then end up on the floors. And uh, and then that's kind of their their uh, final uh, either passage or, or death uh, to see if it goes into law. Why do you think that is important or why is it that Elevate Rapid City hosts this event? So I I think it's important for a number of reasons. I I think uh, all of us, just as good citizens, we need to understand what the process is. Uh, We need to understand what's going on in peer, and we need to make sure that our voice is heard. The uh, legislators, they're they're hit with hundreds of bills. They're just inundated with information. Some of those bills are very, very lengthy. And uh, in my experience and conversations I've had with them, a lot of times they don't have the ability uh, to actually sit down and read every single bit of it. Uh, And it may not even be their area of expertise. And so they rely on people from the industries that are affected, uh, as well as their constituents, to let them know what is important, the pros and cons of the bills. So it's important that we uh, make sure our voice is known. Uh, It's important that we build relationships with those legislators, because sometimes we need to let them know that, uh, you know, they're not making the best decision or what a good decision is. And it's very important for Rapid City to have a voice because there's a lot of big things going on in town right now. And we want to make sure that we have uh, the funding that is needed that comes from the state for various projects. And then also want to make sure that we have a business-friendly climate uh, for our businesses to grow and thrive in the area. Is there, uh, you mentioned that there are a lot of things happening in town and perhaps the legislature is going to have an impact on that, good, bad, or otherwise. Is there any sort of key issue that's been hitting this year that you've been watching or that you were able to have dialogue at the Capitol about? Uh, So there was actually a bill that would have directly affected my industry. I'm in in insurance and financial services. And uh, so the timing was was very fortunate that we had a bill that was up um, in in committee that morning. And I had my own personal opinion on it, but I was interested to see how it would work. Um, And uh, it was actually pulled by the prime sponsor the day that we were there uh, because they came to realize that uh, while they thought it was a good idea, they weren't quite ready, uh, which I thought was a a good thing. And so I was able to see firsthand how a bill that would have directly affected my industry, um, you know, how how that would have played out. Uh, But then uh, on just kind of a more broad level, you know, there, there are a lot of bills that could affect our area. Uh, one of the big ones is uh, for some uh, funding for water studies, uh, long t- long-range plan for West River. Uh, we were able to visit with some legislators about that. Uh, the Rapid City contingent is very much in favor of that. Um, also able to visit with uh, some folks about some airport funding and just a, a variety of bills that uh, affect us at, at a variety of levels, both the local, county, and state level. Andy, it's pretty clear you're a politically savvy dude, so this event is probably a pretty natural fit for you. Was everyone in attendance a politico like yourself? Absolutely not. There were a lot of people who... Um, maybe hadn't been to the Capitol since uh, since they had a field trip or, or even some people who I don't believe had ever been there before. 
And the way Elevate had everything lined up, it was just a very comfortable, relaxed environment. Um, there were Elevate staff members that were there to help direct people. Uh, we're very fortunate in the state of South Dakota to have the access that we do. You can just walk right on in to a committee meeting. Uh, if the House or Senate's not in session, with the permission of the sergeant at arms, you can just walk right on to the, the House and Senate floor. So we have great access. And along with that, um, you know, there were a lot of our Rapid City, Black Hills area legislators that were walking the halls. And if they saw you, they'd stop and say hello. And if you needed directions for where to go, uh, they were able to help you. So uh, whether you'd been to Pierre a number of times or that was your first visit, to the Capitol, there were lots of friendly people that were there to help make sure that you got where you wanted to go, and it was just a a very relaxed and fun environment. Are there any key memories you have from the day or a key takeaway that kind of stood out to you? I know you've, again, you've you've made a few trips to Pier, but there's something special and fun about loading up on a bus, like high school again. Yeah, I I would say my my biggest uh, takeaway is just how easy it was to just get on the bus, not have to worry about the weather. Uh, Roads were not great, but uh, that wasn't my concern. I was able to sit back and relax on the bus and uh, visit and network with other people on the bus. And uh, uh, just, again, it was uh, really a fun environment. And uh, I've made that trip myself to Pier when the roads haven't been good. And it's a lot easier to just relax in a bus. That's true. I'm sure the adult beverages afterwards didn't help. Not a didn't didn't, <laughs> didn't hurt. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, is there anything that you would add or say if someone's considering joining next year? First of all, is it an application process to be able to attend Rapid City Day at the legislature? I, it's just a simple link that you sign up for online. It's open to everybody. I believe so. Fabulous. All right. Well, Andy, thanks again for joining us and helping share a little bit more about Rapid City Day at the Capitol. We appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me. And as we're wrapping things up, I just want to say a special thank you to all of our guests this week. We had Andy Bartling sharing about Rapid City Day at the Capitol and Caitlin, one of our fresh faces who recently left Phoenix, Arizona to enjoy life in the Black Hills and employed at Black Hills Energy. We also had Tom sharing some of those economic indicators with us. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for yet another Rapid City Business Journal. Just a reminder, every Friday, Home Slice has a series of local podcasts that you can find on homesliceaudio.com, such as yours truly, of course, Rapid City Business Journal. But we also have Meeting with Mayor, Dakota Town Hall, many more, all local, all locally produced with locals like you in mind. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Rapid City Business Journal, another Home Slice Audio production. Website designed by Ricky Clark III. Videography by Russ Haddon. Design and content by Scott Wheeler. Produced by Austin Troop. Audio production from Oakley Tie. Public service, Leslie Lane. Promotions by Mitchell Stafford. Live scheduling by Dean Taylor. And our executive producer is Mark Houston. While we strive to be 100% accurate, mistakes do happen. For retractions, please visit homesliceaudio.com. Learn more about the featured cast by going to thehomeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening to Rapid City Business Journal, hosted by Leslie Lane and Shiloh Francis. Another Home Slice audio production.